Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Well, hello to you and welcome back to the podcast. So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode because this is a confession episode (laughs) um, from yours truly because I have a situation in my life that just unfolded is still unfolding and um, it's kind of comical now because I feel like God is just kind of showing me his sense of humor. You'll understand as this goes along, but I... I just can't wait to share this with you. This is yet again another episode that I did not see coming, but our God is so good. And, um, you know, this podcast, just like my, you know, role as a Christian life coach for weight loss, just like the Seekers Method, all of it is, is God's work. And so my desire today in sharing this with you is prompted from God, by God, um, for you, for whoever it is that might be stuck in this. Um, cause I want you to see that I'm human and we do human things. And sometimes we try to fix things on our own and God likes to point out opportunities for us to grow from our mistakes. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the white lies that can weigh us down. So this, oh, I just want to dive into this, but I want to just start off by sharing scripture with you because these are the two scriptures that by the end of this story, will drive home a powerful message to somebody. So the first scripture today is Isaiah 59, 13. These are the two scriptures that popped up this morning in the Seekers Method. Every single day in the Seekers Method, I like to bring, I like to share scripture and bring it to full completion with comprehension on how it relates to weight loss. And so today there were two scriptures. Isaiah 59, 1 was the first one. I'm going to, I'm going to read it with you, read it to you. Isaiah 59, 1 says, is this one or 13? I think it's one. Yeah, it's just one. It says, listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you nor is his ear too deaf to hear your call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away from you and he will not listen to you anymore. I mean, that's powerful. And the criticality here is that we understand what sin is, that we know what it is, and we recognize it in our life, in our lives. Because sin, sin offends our holy God, and it separates us from him. I mean, he is holy and he's forgiving. I mean, he's holy and forgiving, but in his holiness, he cannot ignore, excuse, or tolerate sin as though it doesn't matter. Even small sins, it doesn't matter how small or how big. It matters to him. It should matter to us, and it separates us from God. God cannot be in the presence of sin because he's holy. That is why we need to pursue holiness in all areas. Sin has to be removed from from our lives. It just has to be removed. And how that happens is through the confessing of it to him, of repenting and asking him, him to help you in the areas where you might need his help. Now, that was the first scripture, Galatians 59.1. The second one was Galatians 5, 16, and 17, which says, The Holy Spirit 
guides your life. Then you won't do what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two scriptures were so convicting to me this morning. Ah, they were so convicting. Even before I got into God's word or I came down into my office and opened up the Seekers Method app, before I ever even did that, these two scriptures brought together an entire lesson that God had for me this morning. So let me give you a little bit of backstory. This is going to be like a, a personal experience story kind of episode. So this morning, when I woke up, I could kind of sense a separation from God. I mean, I usually feel his nearness, his nearness, especially early every single morning. And I mean, I get up at like 4, 4.30 every morning. But today, I didn't feel his presence. And by the time I had gotten out of bed and my, made my way to the kitchen, you know, because if you're in the Seekers Method, you know, I get up first thing, I do my four-minute burn and brew, and I usually sense God's presence, but I didn't. And by the time I got to the kitchen, I was convicted of my sin, of a white lie. God had showed me what I'd done and what I had to do. <laughs> and immediately as I stood there, I was like, oh boy, I can see what I've done. And I had already started to you know, worry again about the situation. And worry is what caused me to be in a situation where I had omitted information where I had entered into a white lie kind of situation, if you will. And I knew that I had to give God my worry. My worry is the very thing that even led me down this path. Trying to protect someone from something had actually separated me from God's presence. And I knew in that moment that I had to fix it. Like I said at the beginning, sin is sin. It doesn't matter how white or black it is, right? James 4.17 says that it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. It's black and white. I mean, right? Do you see that? Sin, I mean, it's kind of gray for some of us. So I want to clear that up. Sin can be obvious because we can, we tend to think that doing wrong is sin. Like that's how it's obvious. If, you know, I lie and I cheat and I steal, that's obvious. But it's also, sin is also not doing right. And that's exactly where I was this morning. I had lied. I had omitted something. I mean, it's an obvious sin to lie. We know that. It's a sin to also know the truth and not tell it. And that's where your girl was. <laughs> so after this really quick break, when we get back, I'm going to tell you exactly everything that I did and how God brought this to my attention and helped me to fix the situation even before 7 a.m. All right, welcome back. Okay, so if you follow me at all on social media, you know that we have a dog named Charlie that we rescued. Um, and he, you know, he's a good boy, super cute, but my goodness, girl, he was so disobedient. Well, we knew that we needed to get him obedience training because I loved that dog, but I wasn't enjoying him. I didn't like him every day. <laughs> and, <clears throat> you know, my husband and I were in two different schools of thought. I saw it as an investment in our family. And my husband saw it as something 
that our family needed to take responsibility on. But I didn't know how to train this dog. I didn't know how to undo all of the things that he was bad at in order to redo the things he needed to be good at. So I told my husband, I said, listen, you know, as soon as we can, we're taking him to obedience training or I can't keep the dog. It was just an ultimatum where I drew the line. The dog was bad. He was keeping me from inviting people over, like all the things. Well, so we decided, all right, we're going to move forward with the training. This was something that, you know, my husband, Harry, didn't want to invest in because he thought it was way too expensive. My husband is very conscious of our spending and he values savings. He values investing where there's, you know, an obvious return, but he didn't see the return here being worth the cost. Now, the cost of this obedience training, because we also needed behavior modification, was $2,000. And this is where it all starts. So from the very beginning, we knew that it was $2,000. I mean, I knew it was $2,000. My husband and I talked about it. But since we had engaged the trainer, nearly three months had passed, and I had long since forgotten about the sting of the cost, right? Like I was just so focused on getting the dog prepared because Charlie had to have all of his vaccines and all of his blood work done. And then through the course of getting all of his blood work done in preparation, because we were going to board him and have him stay with the trainer for a month. So we had to get all the vaccines up to date. Well, in that time, while we were doing all the blood work and getting the trainer reserved and working toward the goal date of all of the things, we found out that Charlie had Lyme's disease. And so it was a complete distraction. You know, we're overwhelmed. What does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. And so in general, between, you know, the three months of engaging the trainer and getting Charlie ready for it, life got busy. My mind got a little bit leaky, shall we say. (laughs) Um, And then it was time to board Charlie. And we boarded him and he did great. And by the time it was, you know, we were ready to go and get him and he was ready to graduate, four months had passed And the training was done, and I had long since forgotten about the $2,000 bill. Everybody on social media kept asking me, you know, how much is it to do what you guys did with Charlie? Because a lot of people were interested in doing the same thing. They were following our experience and seeing if it was, if it worked. And somehow, as I reached out to these people one-on-one, I had it in my head that it was $1,500. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, that's not $2,000. And so I told everybody that. And I had forgotten that, you know what, we needed the obedience and behavior modification package, not the, you know, just training package. And so I'd forgotten about the true amount. And so it happened. There we were. We went to pick up Charlie. He had his graduation ceremony and I paid that dog trainer $1,500. And as you can see, it's not a great tragedy. It wasn't like I set out with ill intent. I just paid him the wrong amount. Sure, it was a little bit awkward, a little bit embarrassing, especially because the poor guy had to call me and say, girl, you underpaid me. (laughs) He was so nice and professional about it. But here's the other thing. It was also our last check because who even has checks anymore, right? Like I had to dip into my old checks with my old name that I still had on it. So the trainer called me and guess what I did? I totally did not tell my husband. I was worried about how he would stress about the $500. Like, you know, I didn't like that I had to pay him $500 more, but you know what? That was the agreed upon amount. And instead of praying and asking God, please help me so that Harry doesn't stress out about this $500 additionally, I just made some assumptions. And then I acted in my flesh. I took control and I just fixed it. I delivered the balance to the trainer 
And I, even while I was putting the balance of the money in this man's, you know, um, mailbox, Harry called me during that. And I even avoided his call. (laughs) I mean, you can see, like I was just walking in my sin nature, walking in my flesh, fixing things despite knowing better. doesn't matter if it's a white lie. It was, it was not the truth, right? And so here we are now. It's been three days. And this morning, God brought it to my attention through a prompting and then through today's scriptures. I mean, he wanted me to see and to know that sin is sin and that God simply cannot be near it. And this morning, I didn't feel his nearness. So the message for somebody's heart this morning is that being led by the Holy Spirit involves the desire to hear and then to be ready to respond and obey God's word and to be sensitive enough to discern between your feelings and his promptings. Sure, Harry did not, Harry not knowing this $500 thing is not a big deal. It seems a little you know, harmless on the surface, but God doesn't live on the surface. He resides deep within and in the depths where white lies and lies of omission can hurt him and cut off his voice in our lives. So if there are areas in your life where you've omitted truths to protect somebody, it's a very good possibility that it is the very thing that keeps you from the fullness and the closeness of Christ that you desire. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. Pray about the heart matters of your white lies and trust that God can handle it. Isaiah 51 9 says to listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call on him. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. And I say to that, even in weight loss.